So I thought it would be nice to do a cheery episode following the uh, last one, which was about Donald Trump, who is remarkably the President of the United States. Joanne, how would you feel if you had to wear a mask outdoors all of the time? I don't think I would, I would particularly mind wearing a mask all of the time. The only problem I would have is if I was running because of, you know, I, I like to run outside um, and I don't think I could run with a mask on. Why not? I don't think you can catch your breath enough. Okay. I think it would make it, it would make it very uncomfortable and too much carbon dioxide going back into your system. But outside of that, I would be quite happy to wear a mask the majority of the time if I went outside. But I'm not sure... Yeah, I'm not sure how I would feel. I read it today where they were talking about possibly recommending wearing a mask outside all of the time. And I can't quite get my head around walking out the front door where there's no one around, putting a mask on... Um, I may not have to wear one in the car, but literally everywhere else I am, if I walked down to the park or if I went for a walk at lunchtime. And as you know, you and I are very pro-mask because it's one of the few things we've got that allows us any freedom at the moment in shops and pubs, restaurants, etc. But to me, that feels like a step beyond well, I do think there's a balance if you're if you're going to go down to the town center and you're going in and out of shops and you're walking outside and the and the place is quite crowded then yes I think wearing a mask is is going to really help reduce the spread of covid if you're walking in the middle of nowhere or through the woods while you're walking your dog then I don't feel the need to wear a mask because I don't think you you would be close enough to somebody. You know, you could argue that while I'm huffing and puffing when I'm running, I have more chance of spreading COVID than if I was walking closer to somebody. It, it's going to be quite a minefield to put a blanket, wear a mask for everybody when they go outside I think can be quite difficult if we're walking yeah we walk the dog we don't really come across many people so but 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 would you get that choice if say and I, I realize almost no one gets fined for anything they do but let's just say for example there was a thousand pound fine if you're outside of your house not wearing a mask um then what then what? I would wear a mask. <clears throat> All of the time. But but wouldn't it feel... Oh, see, it worries me. Because I, I don't think the government will go for that. Purely because you've got too many lunatics in this country who don't like any rules. But also because I think it could stop people going out altogether. Because to me, if I just walked down the lane next to our house and went for a walk, and I had to have a mask on, in some ways it, it wouldn't feel 
just wouldn't. It would feel really strange to me. I might get used to it. And yes, it's better than having a national lockdown, but I can't help but feel that maybe a two or a four week national lockdown um, to try and stop the escalating number of people going into hospital might be a better solution. And maybe if everyone actually wore the mask in the shops yeah. and it was regulated and enforced a little bit more often, we wouldn't have to go down the route of having to wear a mask outside all the time. You know, however, saying that, I do think in crowded places, I don't think that's a bad idea. When, you, when we go to the there town centre... There shouldn't be crowded places, though, should there? Yeah, but when you go to the town centre, if you think about our town centre, when you come out of the mall... You have that kind of rabbit run, don't you? And that can be, that can get very busy, especially in the lead up to Christmas. To be and fair, even the mall, though, gets packed. They don't monitor how many people are in there for one moment. No, I don't, don't They, they do. just don't care. I think they I want think, the more, the better. I think people have relaxed the rules and regulations a little bit. And I think people's fear of the COVID pandemic has stepped down a notch as well because yeah. we've enjoyed this steady decline of the coronavirus we've had this lovely weather restrictions have been eased and been eased and the thought of going back into that can be very difficult but if people continue to make stupid decisions and not follow the guidelines when they're when they're quite simple guidelines at the moment in regards to wearing a face mask when you go into a shop and not, you know, staying two metres apart. If everyone adhered to that, we wouldn't be in this situation at the moment. You know, but because people haven't adhered to it, we are in this situation. Now, you know, saying that, maybe wearing a mask outside would be easier in the winter because it's cold and often people wear things over their face um, to keep themselves warm when they're outside anyway. So maybe wearing a mask throughout the winter months isn't going to feel so much of an imposition. But the reason people don't wear masks isn't because they see it as an imposition. It, it appears to me they're usually someone just wanting attention, a bit like a troll, or, you know, they claim it's muzzling them, Some they've got some conspiracy theory in their head, or for whatever reason. And I don't think no matter what rules you give people like that, they will continue. We saw the um, pictures today in Manchester because the government yet again is going to impose restrictions in a few days' time. The amount of times they do this and then they wonder why all these people go rushing out for one last night out or previously in the summer, one last day at the beach. But then you can't blame the government for people's stupidity. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly when they go out and there's big crowds of people, they're not walking and thinking, oh, there's too many people, let's go home. You know, everybody's loving it because it's it's back to, to the way it was pre-COVID. So you can't blame the government for making stupid, for, for people's stupid decisions. Everyone is responsible for their own actions. 100% agree. The point I'm making is, if you are a government and you know that there's a big amount, you know, a proportion of the population and a proportion that appears to have grown recently that ignores all the rules, 
why do they constantly end up leaking bits of information to the press with regard to harsher rules that are going to come in in the future in a few days time if you know that those people are there yes it's completely those people's fault they are ruining it for everyone but if you know that why aren't you doing a bit more like the sturgeon route here's the new rules starts tonight get over it yeah i do agree it's a bit it's a bit like if you're going to act like children then we're going to treat you like children yes and that's it's what they that need kind of is that kind of rule and yeah i do think people need that we, you know they People cannot complain. It's the people that are out and about that aren't following the rules that will be the first to complain about the lockdown and the jobs and situation. But it feels like, you know, the whole situation affects affects me, but I'm not going to do anything to stop that. Yeah, yeah. they, they almost want someone else to do it for them. Yes. And it, it just, but that's why I'm saying is another national lockdown maybe a shorter one, the only way, because you can police that. Whilst you have these rules, if you say, if you go out without a mask, you'll get a fine, there's no one to really police that. It's much easier to police if someone, if no one's there at all. And as awful as it is, as awful as the last lockdown was, I can't see any alternative that to that, whilst we have such a big proportion of the population that just don't or give a shit, to be honest. But when would that would that change with a with a lockdown? I think the whole the whole premise really of COVID nineteen has changed. People aren't so frightened of it anymore. So yeah. it, it causes this this problem. If you're talking about a lockdown, you're talking about getting people to self-isolate. You know, look, look at the whole track and trace system. People are completely ignoring it. They're ignoring the fact that they've got a positive result because I feel fine. It's like the Donald Trump effect. They're, they're just... Because they feel okay, they're totally ignoring um, the, the advice and they don't seem to care about anyone else apart from their... from their own enjoyment or yeah i mean i think personally i think it's more a sense of uh ignorance and not seeing the whole facts it's this point of why are we doing all this because only one percent of people die you know ignoring the fact that the hospitals are already starting to creak and that apparently we now have as many people in hospital today as we did the day before the original lockdown came in back in march so we're, we're immediately spiraling to this the same situation where thousands of people don't get their treatment and it's interesting we were talking earlier because I've um, torn my rotator cuff in my shoulder and it's been bad for three months now and I'm going to have to try and have a scan which would be done privately the chances of me getting an operation on that as it's got worse it looks like conservative treatment isn't going to help and it is quite as you know it's quite debilitating even to the point where you have to help me put a coat on and I wonder that's a low level thing anyone looking at that in the National Health Service would look at something like that and that's nothing mm. but yet it it's really debilitating it can cause a lot of pain 
and it's affecting my life. Now, I have no chance of getting that treated at the moment. No. And the chances are, in a month's time, when things seem to be heading to a worse stage, even less chance. So, from a mental health point of view, I think how that would affect me normally, okay, it's not, you know, I'm not, it's not the end of the world, but there must be so many people who are in much, much, much worse positions who just can't get basic treatment. And this yes. COVID situation is going to be affecting potentially millions of them. So when people are going out and about and they're, they're not social distancing and they're going in shops and not wearing masks, they're, they're not thinking about all those people that you know, overwhelming the NHS and all those people that have to wait for operations and have to self-isolate because it doesn't affect them. They'll only start complaining if they have to wait eight hours in A&E or they can't get treatment for something that they need. So, so how do they... I mean, when we're recording this, it's National Mental Health Day or Mental Health Awareness Day. How on earth do we get through this winter not meaning you as such, although we were saying earlier, weren't we, that we've got a couple of days off now and it was getting quite depressing, doesn't it? We mm. go for walks or you go for a run. We just have to do things to keep our minds clear. And as we've said before, we're in a fairly decent position compared to many. But how on earth does the government stop what is potentially a mental health disaster over the winter? Well, I think Christmas is, is going to be something quite big for, for a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of loneliness out there at the moment and people not seeing their families. And if they can't get together for Christmas, being such a big holiday, I think that's going to have a massive impact. And this is why I think we need to be looking at doing something now um, and ultimately, I know there's always a balance between the economy and jobs and lives, but we have to deal with the initial threat. And the initial threat at the moment is the COVID cases that are rising exponentially and the fact that the hospitals aren't going to be able to manage if we don't do something now. So with regards to, the, you know, the kids have gone back to school, we've got half term coming up. I think that we should lock down for two weeks. It's just an extra week off school for the kids. It's not really going to affect too much their education um, at this stage. But we have to do something. We have to have that break of complete lockdown and see if we can stop it in its tracks and then bring in extra measures like the, you know, wearing the masks outside, but also for these rules to be upheld but they can't be we don't you know this government has well they seem to be it. able to do it in other countries in france and in italy yeah but in france and in italy they haven't had a government that's had austerity for 10 years and taken off you know what i mean they that they, they really harm the police force as you know they've harmed the nhs literally all of our emergency services have been scraped you know cut down to the bone so so we don't have a situation where we can actually enforce what's there and and this is why i think politically it's very difficult for the government because they've caused the situation that has then made this situation even worse it would have been, you know christmas with flu would have been bad enough even without covid it was awful last year 
Yeah. And, but now I, I, I totally agree with you. I think the thing you said about the economy is interesting because if you don't have any kind of Christmas, for most retail shops, the they're tanked. You, you would literally see them disappear. Amazon's going to hoover up half of what they would normally sell in these other shops. And if mm. things do get worse, if you have any, any form of proper lockdown near Christmas, you're gone. But I find it bizarre as well when there was mention of maybe allowing an exemption to the rule of six and people getting together on Christmas Day. That's insane. No, it is insane. And, you know, something has to happen. Something has to happen now. Otherwise, so many more people are going to die. And we're not talking about just from COVID. We're talking about from overwhelming the NHS, from mental health crisis that we're, that's rising exponentially as well, from all the things, all the other illnesses that are being missed. Yeah, something has to happen now to start saving people's people's lives um and we have to deal with that initial threat before we can move on to deal with recovery and jobs but doesn't it feel like it's going as you said people are not seeing it as so serious now um across the pond you've got trump who caught covid had some medicine and is now claiming not to have it anymore within the space of a few days that that's a miracle yeah. almost like the whole thing was made up but it's it seems bizarre to me that and, and of course over there a lot of people now will be as i said in the last episode they're going to be thinking oh well everything's okay now so it feels to me that it's getting away from us and that it, it literally feels like every month we're at a tipping point well, it's about to get worse, and every month it gets worse. Yeah. And, to you know, for any government, no one knows how to deal with this. And I do think we literally are only left with a vaccine now, are we, if are enough we, people take it. Are we not learning anything from the first wave? It's like, you know, hello, they keep saying we didn't act quick enough. If we'd acted two weeks before, it could have saved, you know, thousands of lives. And and the same when you think about something like nine eleven that killed nearly three thousand people, this this was what was nearly twenty years ago, and it's on the TV every year, talking about because there were so many lives lost in America. This has killed over two hundred thousand people. Two hundred and twelve thousand. So at the so where where is the balance here? What those lives don't matter because somebody else drove a plane into the into the twin towers what this doesn't matter because it's just a virus you know this it this is what really i, I can't understand people's thinking but how there are you going to so change many people that have died and although it's it, the average age is 80 there are many people that have died that are well under 50 yeah but how are you going to change to me you've got the groups of people you've got the ones who are scared who then go against it it's almost like they're that their brains are unable to believe that it's real, so they start verbalising that it's not real, and eventually they believe what they're saying. And then you've got the others who can... To me, it's, it, you've got a, a quite unnerving percentage of the population that can watch television, can watch a hospital ward be filled up with people who are dying, who have got tubes down them. They can watch them die... But that doesn't affect them enough 
to not then go to the pub and not socially distance. It's like any little thing I want to do is more important than a thousand strangers dying. Yes. And I don't see how you change that culture. And that seems to be rampant now. Well, unless but, it happens to somebody that they know or to them or to a family member. It's true. only when, because it's that mentality, oh, it won't happen to me. That's why I can go speeding down the motorway at 140 miles an hour. Or, you know, or you do stupid things. True. It's not going to happen to me. These things happen to somebody else. But then there's a third group of people, actually, I've just thought about, where it's more justified. And we could have easily fallen into that. That's the people whose livelihoods has been wrecked, who can barely keep a home over their head or feed their children. Mm. They are the ones who are screaming for the economy to get back because things couldn't really be any worse for them. Now, I wonder, given it being in that situation, we might have a very different view. So, and the, the worry is that could actually be, that probably is a big number of people. So you've got a big number of people whose lives are ruined by lockdown being told, just going to lock down again really all they care about is having any chance to get employment to get some money to get some food for their Absolutely, kids and, and i not, get that and i totally get that i totally get that but you've got to deal with one threat at a time and and at the moment the covid cases that are rising exponentially is is the biggest threat at the moment no i get and the you, logic of you it could, you could say you know yes i think many people are going to die from the fact that of, of those people that have lost their jobs and the mental health crisis has gone through the roof i can't i can't even begin to imagine you know both of us not working and what we would do about the mortgage and and, and paying bills and things i think we would have a very different view because i think desperation would cause that and i think that's understandable and whilst you're right when you say it makes perfect logical sense to say, yes, we've got to deal with the threat first, we've got to stop people dying, because it's just going to get worse anyway. Yeah. And there is, effectively, there's no balance between saving lives and the economy. You effectively can't do both. Um, I wonder if that logic obviously goes out the window when you're in a desperate situation. It probably does. But if the, if the economy keeps going and the cases rise exponentially, then, you know, we're in, we're in serious trouble. We really are. Then we overwhelm the, the NHS and the NHS doesn't cope. And and then what happens? So you you have a... It is that stark choice, isn't it? It's that stark choice between keeping jobs, the people that die from, from mental health crises, um, feeding your children, keeping a roof over your head um, and living some kind of life, actually living a life yeah. rather than just existing... And then you've got this other side of the coin where it's about managing this disease and, and stopping people from from being hospitalised and dying in the most horrendous way, um, overwhelming the NHS, stopping other people with medical conditions from getting treatment. The, how do you decide between those two sides of the coin? Either side you choose, people die. Yeah. And people don't cope. So it, it's a very difficult balance. It, it really is. It just needs a vaccine. I mean, I think ultimately all we can hope for 
is a vaccine. It's a vaccine, but and, that's what makes me so angry. And that enough people take it. When people are so flippant, when they go into a shop without a mask, or they, they gather in groups, because if you're on one side of that coin or the other, their situation is desperate, absolutely desperate. Yeah. And then for someone... So it's like twisting a knife for someone then to go out and completely flout the rules is unbelievably disrespectful well, to it, those of course people it is. on both sides of those coins. Because you only wear a mask to protect others. I've, I've had mm. a few run-ins now with people because I find myself getting angry and in, a, in, in ways that I never normally do when you're out. When you're out, you're a lot more guarded. I do think, as I said, a vaccine is probably going to be the only way around this. And we just hope the worry is a lot of those people who don't wear masks will also sit there and say, I'm not taking the vaccine. Mm. Why should I? You know, my mother doesn't want to have the flu jab because someone she knows was ill with it. Well, we've had it. We were both ill with it this year. But my God, if, if you're not going to take what's on offer, you again are just not protect. The, the flu jab protects mm. other people as well as you. Yeah, but it it's almost like, Oh, I, I... I mean, in answer to your question, I, I would do whatever they thought was necessary to protect other people. So, yes, I would wear a mask all the time. Um, and if it me meant I couldn't run because I'd have to wear a mask, then, then that's the way it would have to be. I'd have to find some other form of exercise to, to you know, to keep me fit. But But, but do, do you really think that if you wore a mask, it would have a major impact on your running? Because, you know, we've talked before, we've said, if someone is so ill that they can't wear a mask and they've got a medical exemption, that uh, they probably shouldn't be out anyway. And numerous studies do show that it actually has very little impact on the oxygen you take in. I don't know. I suppose I've I've never worn a mask running. You have to try it. I suppose it's something. Yeah, I would I would have to try. But when I think about wearing the masks that I wear that are triple layered, when I go into shops, they're quite thick. But so you... often I find that I am kind of pulling it away from my face a little bit to take in those bigger breaths, and I and if I'm breathing much harder, that's going to feel like I'm almost being suffocated. What about? One of those rubbish single-layered ones. Then. Yeah, maybe a single-layered one. And and again, that's sort of gaming the system a little bit. But there's no rules. All they say is cover your mouth and nose. Yeah, there's no real rules on it. So if mm. you've got any kind of mask on, you probably... <clears throat> if, I wonder if you could run with a visor. Oh no! <laughs> well, they've proven the devices don't work anyway. Yeah, but yeah, but if it's legal and you want to run and there's no one else around, if there's mm -hmm. no one else around, you want to look so stupid with a visor on while they're running. And would fog up because I'd be huffing and puffing too much. Yeah, fair point. Okay, uh, quick thing on the subject of running, you got a uh, stainless steel Series Six Apple Watch the other day, just for the you know the tech people who visit the site. What do you think of it compared to your Series 5? Because a lot of well, people say that all it's got is a bit of oxygen tracking and that's it. I really like it. I think it feels slimmer on the wrist. I really like the stainless steel. Um, I think it goes with any strap and I think it looks a lot 
a lot better on the wrist. It, it almost feels less like a toy and more like a, a watch. Um, I like the fact that it can charge in less than an hour. It can charge very quickly. It's much brighter. I feel it's faster and the battery life is, is better for me. So there's not a huge amount of difference. Um, from but it's my, enough, isn't it? That's what but I it's a, but it's enough, and I like the fact that it's a stainless steel. Yeah, I noticed it felt just for the normal series six I got for the freelance. I noticed that it felt like they'd gone over almost a comfortable tipping point, where it felt like a lot of the compromises have gone. Yes. And it's interesting to see all these watch people on YouTube whose channels are dedicated to horology. All talking about the Apple Watch now, and well, it is still a watch, isn't it? And a vast majority of people have, yeah, have this watch. It 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 is well, yeah, not the vast majority, but yeah, it it is most definitely a watch, and yeah, to the point where we're both going to end up with stainless steel, um, series sixes anniversary presents to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to look like right side. We just need to get matching anoraks now, but. Yeah, I think it's interesting how if the battery does go through the whole day on the cellular version for me, I don't think I'm ever going to, rarely going to be wearing my mechanical watch. And my thoughts that I wrote about the other day on the site are that it's to do with the time we're in. And since I wrote that, I've seen a couple of other people have mentioned this, that whilst we're in this COVID time, the Apple Watch is seen as such a necessity. I spoke before about the fact that it gives me a challenge each day. It gives me something to aim for when I'm sat just at a desk and a screen working. It's it's turgid. It's horrible. But we've said this over and over again, haven't we? How if we're not doing anything, we feel so much more down and depressed. You know, now it, it feels like every time I feel down, I need to get out of the house. I need to go for a walk. That's because I'm working from home now, isn't it? Like I'm, I do, no, not at all. <laughs> but I feel this, this really strong urge that I need to go for a walk. I need to do something because walking and running make me feel, make me feel better. What's the chemical? It's a chemical, isn't it, that it releases? Oh, yes. Um, endorphins, I think it is. And... Yeah, and, and that and that apparently makes you feel better. And and, and I think and I've found does. with the Apple Watch that it's, it's hitting that target. And it's that 30 minutes each day. And, you know, it's the gamification of fitness. But it just gives you almost something different to fill the day up with. I think you just need something to focus on. Because there's so little at the moment. Yeah. And everything just feels so so down and depressing and now we've got the nights are drawing in and the, the days are getting colder. It it makes things so much harder. So already with with mental health, it can feel things are closing in on you and there's not a lot to focus on. So I just feel the Apple Watch just gives me something to focus on, whether it's a challenge, yeah. whether it's just closing the rings. But it, it gives me something each day that I can focus on and I can do. And it's good for for my mental health and, and my fitness. Yeah, and it'll be interesting for people like me to see if it's temporary. Because if, say, next March or whenever, you can go back to an office, you can go out again and 
by some miracle, um, it's gone. Although apparently that's going to be the case, Donald Trump said. Um, he also <laughs> said today that it's going away as well. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't, and it's no worse than flu. Yeah, I mean, something in the back of my head tells me that he lies a lot, but I could just be being paranoid. But I do wonder if when things go back to normal, if I'd be more likely to think, okay, well, I'm now moving around. I, I want to wear a nice watch again. I want to wear a mechanical watch. Because I do think, whether anyone admits it or not, and there's lots of people like Tom, for example, he's got a lovely watch. We all say, well, we don't wear it for anyone else. But I've still had this sort of feeling in my in my mind when I'm sat at home working, why am I wearing a nice mechanical watch? Yes, I'm wearing it because it tells the time because I enjoy it and all that. But is that enough? And to me, the Apple Watch makes so much more sense. It's reminding me to stand up every hour. I know I've got to hit that 30 minute of exercise. I know I've got to move enough to get the calories. Um, it tells me... You know how well I've slept, although very rudimentary system they've got in there at the moment, and so I wonder if during lockdown the Apple Watch is the killer device. Outside of COVID, I do hope that people go back to normal watches. I think but they will. I think a lot of people will pick up normality but will they? again. But will they? No, because just... is it not like when you've the people who've never shopped at Amazon? who have now said, who have now started shopping at Amazon. I've had a few people say to me at work, never used Amazon before. I have to say it's absolutely brilliant. I'll, I'll stick with that forever. Why would I bother going down to town? And I wonder if the Apple Watch... No, 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 that, that's totally different because people don't buy mechanical watches. If you speak to, you know, a lot of people, then they don't know the difference between a quartz and a mechanical or anything else. The people that are interested in horology and interested in watches, they know their difference. You know, that for, for a vast majority of people, a watch tells the time. And an expensive watch would be about 60 quid. You know, so it's only those people that really appreciate watches and can appreciate, you know, know a little bit about watches. They won't stick with that apple watch you know things will will change and people will go back to normality and then that calling of i want to wear my mechanical watch now i want to tell the time on a normal watch I, yeah but the point i'm making is and the, the amazon analogy is to do with the fact that they found a better way which is fair enough because it is in theory if you're sat at home you want to buy something Chances are something's cheaper on Amazon. You haven't got to drive to the store. You haven't got to go through all the hassle with refunds yeah. and everything. But It's a better but, way. But the point with watches, for many people, and if you think, I, as you know, I mean, you look over on the cupboard there, there's, what, 20 or 30 books on watches? Yeah. And um, I love the subject. I, I love what they are. However, if that's the case and it's so strong, I'm quite happy not to have worn a mechanical watch for the last two months. And I have this Apple watch on my wrist. Now, I'm not so much saying that the lure of I must put a mechanical watch back on again will be overwhelming. What may be tricky is for people to give up the rings, the fitness side and everything they've been doing. And potentially for up to a year by the time things get. And I wonder... 
there's going to be a percentage of those people that literally fall out of love and think actually this is the way forward and i wonder if covid's possibly the best thing that could have happened for the apple watch or although it's already killed off that smaller market you were talking about well, the, the quartz watches the analogy of amazon is a better way of shopping because you're getting things delivered to your door so i can understand that an apple watch isn't necessarily <coughs> a better way of having of wearing a watch it depends on on what you want out of a watch at the moment with covid and lockdown um and the whole situation that this this year has put people in the the apple watch is a is something to focus on at the moment it works best for a majority of people that might not be the case as it comes into normality as we get a vaccine and things return to normal again People will probably want to go back and maybe, just maybe, double wristing might become a thing because people won't want to give up their Apple Watch. But I don't think it's going to be this big. It's going to kill off the watch market. No, no, I don't. I don't think it's going to kill it off. Of course it's not. But I think the thing that struck me over the last two months with it is, yes, the fitness is front and centre, but it is the all the little touches and it's the sheer number of them. It's when I go for a walk, I can have a podcast on or, or music and stream them and not have to carry my iPhone. Um, but iPhones aren't difficult to carry, let's face it. Well, well, no, but actually it can. It's very liberating just to stick some AirPods on and just to only have your watch. Yeah. That's actually quite a nice feeling. But you it's, can still do that. Even even post-Covid, if you've got a normal watch, you can still yes, do Yes, of course. That. Yeah, I get that. But it's, it's also all the, all the other little touches, like if your alarm goes off in the morning, you can turn the alarm off from the iPhone on your watch, or you can have the alarm on your watch. I open my Mac. my I don't have to put a password in anymore because my Apple Watch unlocks it because I'm wearing it. Um, I can control the Apple TV with the watch. There's quick message responses. There's so many little things that gnaw at you that, that that get into what you do each day that are so unbelievably convenient that's what i'm talking about you're talking about this assistant that's on your wrist that you barely notice it's so light even the stainless steel version is much lighter than any mechanical watch i own the straps are so well made and they're so comfortable that i wonder if for a lot of people Let's just presume that people won't double wrist because it looks absolutely ridiculous. And the other problem with double wristing is it makes your mechanical watch feel even more redundant because you've got the time on one wrist that's completely accurate and you've got the time on the other wrist, on the other wrist that isn't so accurate. And mm -hmm. it's interesting how most watch people will only want to wear one watch. And to me, I do wonder if we are going to see quite a dramatic move. It's probably a good thing because if it gets people fitter, um, that's probably not going to be a Maybe, bad thing. Maybe, but then the, little, the things that you mentioned there that are important to you might not be important to the next person. Of you course. Know? So it, it, it is kind of swings around about it, and we're not really going to know. I mean, when you think about when the Apple Watch came in and the way it's, it's dominated over the the past five few years, years. Five years, yeah. Um, it's it's made you, you know, 
dramatic increase in sales, isn't there? And, and a lot of people will have some form of Apple Watch, whether it's Apple Watch 1 or, or a 6. Um, there's a lot of people that own Apple Watches and Apple devices. That's true. But I wonder if it's unrealistic to expect that at some point next year we go completely back to normal and that maybe for the foreseeable future, one, two, three years, we have some forms of restriction. And I wonder if then that's where the Apple Watch gets embedded onto it. I think if you're wearing one for over a year, it's then going to be hard to lose all of that functionality. I, I don't think someone would choose to wear it. Maybe, although I've said I, I moved to it purely because of lockdown, I'm not sure how comfortable I would be with losing all of that. It may be the case that I could, and I would hope that I could just go back to wearing a mechanical watch and a fitness tracker on the other wrist. I would really love Apple to do the decent thing and make a fitness tracker that supports the rings, the exercise minutes and everything else that's roughly the same size of a Fitbit. Um, that looks like a band. That looks like a band mm. and that then doesn't look too silly if you've got one on each wrist. Now, normally people people might say, well, that would be crazy. Why would they want to compete with their own product you know what why would they want to damage sales of the apple watch but number one i'm not sure it would i think the watch is very much what it is it, as we said it is definitely a watch um and i think a fitness tracker is a different thing it could actually get many more people into the apple ecosystem in actual fact i think it's more <coughs> likely that people would buy it in conjunction with their apple watch because for the times that they want to wear a normal watch, they can carry on with tracking their rings and, and keeping their fitness on track. Um, so you could you could instead, you know, swap over whether you wear an Apple Watch or whether you wear the fitness tracker. So I don't think it would stop people from buying an Apple Watch. I think it would open up the market and actually encourage people to keep their Apple Watch and not go back to yeah um having a mechanical that's that's an interesting point i mean to me the point i was going to say was that the good the hope i have that that might happen is that apple has never been shy about cannibalizing its own products the iphone came along they knew that that would kill off the ipod and time and time again they have released products that have effectively killed off the current big product so they're not shy of doing that um, but I agree with you, I don't think it would have any damaging effect at all. And it could lead to a really decent range of fitness devices. And yeah, I, I would love to see that. And I have to say, yeah, in that circumstance, I would dump the Apple Watch in a heartbeat. And, and you know, I'd be quite happy that I could do everything I needed to do. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? But it's 2020, nothing good's going to happen in 2020. Um, so I, I can't see how it would come this year. The only good thing that's no. happened is, um, just going back to a previous episode is that our dog Murray, um, has probably got a bit longer than we expected yeah. one to two years. So please, please. we can end on a happy note. Well, that's it, I guess, unless there's anything else you want to 
play, Joanne. No, Except no. that on the mental health side, you're going to be doing um a daily podcast workout for the listeners, aren't you, for an hour? Uh, no. No. Okay, I just made that up, but you don't fancy being the Joe Wicks of the female Joe Wicks? No, no. No, I don't think I'd I don't think it'd work over a podcast like... anyway, would it? No. No, just trying to imagine it. Maybe I'll do one. Maybe. No. Right. Um, well, thank you for listening, everyone. And I, I will say good night. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Good night. Good night.